the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So scientists say that the furthest distance is from Earth uh, to the planet Pluto. But if we think about it, I would say the furthest distance is from our head to our hearts. Although they're physically only inches apart from here to here, it could take years to travel what we know here in our heads and allow that information to actually penetrate our hearts and change our lives. We know a lot of information. We're told a lot of things. Some of us grow up, grew up in going to Catholic schools. Some of us have been in catechism and communion for a very long time. And so we know a lot of information as Catholics, and we know a lot, but it takes time, if we don't allow it, years sometimes for some of us, to take what we know here and let it to go to our hearts and to actually activate it. In today's Gospel, we heard Nicodemus ask Jesus, How can a person once grown old be born again? Surely he cannot re-enter his mother's womb and be born again, can he? And Jesus responded, Amen, amen, I say to you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. And so what Jesus is actually saying here, he's talking about being born again. Being born again. And being born again doesn't mean being rebaptized, believe it or not. Some Chaldeans believe and have fallen into this trend of being rebaptized as adults. Right? That that's what I mean. Oh, I, I'm born again. I, I want to give my life to Jesus. Well, as Catholics, as little children, we gave our lives to Jesus when we were baptized. When we received our baptism, we were born again. We were born again. And so we have all this information about our baptism. We don't remember it, obviously, unless we were baptized as we were uh, a little bit older. But we have all this information about not just our own baptism, maybe where we were baptized, who our godparents are. We have information about our baptism. But we have information that we've learned about baptism, right? What happened in our baptism, you know, the gifts of the Holy Spirit when we're baptized. Just a lot of information, 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 information. So today what I want to talk about is what are some signs of someone who has taken the information in their mind that they know about baptism and actually has moved from their head as information and it's gone to their hearts. Right? This looks differently. People who just know about baptism looks like a lot of people. But people who know they've been baptized and allowed that information to be activated in their hearts, they look different. They act different. Our lives are, can and should be changed forever if this reality kicks in. Information doesn't really change us. We may know a lot. When I talk a lot about transformation, that's really the heart of what we're talking about. So what are a couple of signs? I just want to go over two signs. Sign number one, that I've taken the information from my head that I'm baptized, yes, and activated that information in my heart, is that I know through my baptism, I no longer belong to a kingdom of darkness. I'm now a child of light. I've entered into a kingdom of light. What does that mean? What does that look like? What is, what's, what's, what's all this about? So at birth, when we were born, we appear to be angelic creatures. Sometimes we'll see little kids and we're like, oh, look at them. They're so cute. They look like angels. Not, some, not always. Sometimes kids look like aliens. But anyways, that's besides the point. I don't tell people that. I don't hurt people's feelings. You know, but sometimes we see a kid and we're like, oh my God, this is like an angelic creature. But in reality, that child that's just born, and all of us when we're first born are actually children of darkness. We belong to the kingdom of darkness. We're not children of light yet. Why? Is because we're children of darkness because Adam and Eve sold our race into slavery, which means we entered into this world as a, king, into, as a kingdom of darkness. We were children of not the light of darkness. 
And it's again through this being sold into slavery that against powers that we couldn't compete against. And it's as if we received a spiritual passport was issued to us. Right? Think of a passport when we travel. When we travel, right? It's as if the spiritual passport we were issued about upon coming into this world says belongs to the kingdom of darkness when we came into this world. Like it should be like a stamp that just a, a, a mother gives birth and there should just be a stamp on that baptism, uh, on that birth certificate that says belongs to the kingdom of darkness. Since we were born again under the power and cruelty of Satan, sin and death with no escape. We had nowhere to go. But that's why we baptize. When we are baptized, we received a new passport, a new stamp. We are no longer children of darkness. We are children of the light. We've left the dark kingdom and we've entered and crossed over into the kingdom of light because of who our God is. So again, this information about baptism, baptism, baptism. I got it. Information, information, information. Has it changed my life? Do I realize now that I have a new stamp, new documentation, a fresh start, and a whole new life in a new kingdom, which is heaven? If I know just information, that's just like, thanks for the information, Father. Thanks for the reminder. I learned this in catechism. But if I actually activate that information, it changes everything. To be a child of light is exciting. To be a child of light comes freedom and joy and peace. So the kingdom of light, right? The kingdom of light as adopted children of God. When we, through our baptism, we became adopted children of God. There, this, this, this activation in my, in my heart, not just in my mind, has to take place. I was reading a book and I came across a pretty cool analogy. Not, not an analogy, but a story of the power of our baptism and becoming a, uh, children of God. The power of our baptism and moving kingdoms, receiving new documents, a new passport, a new stamp. And the author put it like this. Imagine growing up in a home that is completely dysfunctional. A home full of verbal abuse, psychological abuse, sexual abuse. Because of this, you do everything you can to avoid being home. You get involved in every extracurricular activity, play every sport, and stay out as late as you can. Every night you sneak in quietly because you don't want to wake anyone up. You know that if you do, all hell will break loose, literally, in your dysfunctional family. You live in this home for years, but across the street loves, lives this truly amazing family. You can't stand them because they're so happy. You hear how happy they are every night outside your window. The father is always there, playing with his kids, throwing a football, baseball, shooting hoops, laughing, enjoying them. You can hear the incredible relationship between him and his children. In your home, you experience the complete opposite. So it makes you jealous, envious, sick to your stomach, because you long for what they have, which is to be loved, to be known, and to be safe. Then one day you're home alone and you hear a knock at your door. You go to the door, open it, and it's the dad from across the street. He looks directly at you, right into your eyes, as if he really sees you and knows you. And then he says, would you like to come and live with us? And you don't even pack, you just run. You run across the street, you don't look back. You've been adopted. It's the first day of a whole new life and it feels like emerging from darkness to light. And brothers and sisters, that's what God has done for you and me. We entered, we left a dysfunctional family, the devil, slavery, and we entered into a new family 
which is the heavenly one. Has it gone from here? I've been baptized, cool. What does it have to do with me today? But if it's moved from my head to my heart, everything changes. I know what my real family and which kingdom I belong to. So again, this activation, has it taken place? Do I run to God like a father who knocked on my door and said, hey, through your baptism, you belong to me now. Do I run to the father or do I run away from the father? When I fall into sin, do I stuck in shame and I'm just continuously thinking about the things in my past? Or do I know that I have a good father who saw me drowning in a kingdom of darkness and came to save me? That's the kind of God we have. Do I believe that when I sin, I'm actually leaving the kingdom of light and entering into a dark kingdom? My old self. That's what it means to be born again. I'm born again. But we enter back and we fall into old habits. We go back to the old kingdom, that dysfunctional family, as if it's going to bring us pleasure. We're going to be happier in that family. We go back and we're like, why did I leave? So this activation needs to take place in our hearts and our minds. That's the first sign. Right? That's the first clear sign, is that it's gone from my head to my heart when I know I am a child that belongs to the kingdom of light and not the kingdom of darkness because of my baptism. And the second sign that I've taken the information from my head, that I've been baptized and activated that information in my heart, is that I know that through my baptism, I now have the Holy Spirit who dwells inside of me. I celebrated a baptism today. And they clapped after the kids were baptized. They all clapped. And I was like, although we're all very happy and excited for this child, but I asked the godparents, who do you think spiritually right now is devastated and not happy these children are baptized? Who do you think? Who? The devil. I told the godparents, the devil is not happy right now that these kids have the Holy Spirit inside of them. Two minutes ago, they were creatures of God. Now, after their baptism, they are children of God. And now the Holy Spirit lives inside of them, which means the devil is going to have a harder time to get them to be tempted. And people think Catholics are crazy. We're hustle crazy. But they think we're crazy because we baptize children. No, we don't wait. Why? Because we need the Holy Spirit inside of us as soon as possible because the devil's not going to wait to tempt us. To make us fall into sin. So do I have this, this just information? Okay, yep, I remember when I was baptized, I received the Holy Spirit. Or am I actually convicted that the Holy Spirit's in here? The Holy Spirit dwells inside of me. Last week I said we look outside for God. Or sometimes we look up to see God. But we should be tapping into here. Because God is here. He's right in here. There was an a, a, um, Eastern uh, uh, early church father by the name of Origen. When Origen was a child and he would go to sleep, his father, he would notice, so, Origen, so his father would put him to sleep, and when Origen would fall asleep, his father would go into his room, and he would wait a couple minutes after he fell asleep, and he would kiss his chest. And then his son started to realize, as he started to get older, three, four, five, six years old, he started to realize and asked his, that his dad was kissing his chest before, as he fell asleep. And he said to his father one day, he said, Father, he said, why do you kiss me? Why do you kiss my shoulder? Why do you kiss my chest, dad, before I go to sleep? And his father's reply was, our souls are little heavens because God is really in them. So when I kiss you, I kiss God. God's in here because of our baptism. God's not up there. He's in here. 
And do I know that? Do I go in here when I'm feeling stressed, when I'm depressed, when I'm anxious, when I'm feeling lustful? When, do I go in here and ask by the power of my Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come, now I need you. Because somebody who has activated the information from here and knows it in their heart, they do that. And guess what? We're less likely to fall into sin because there is power in here. And I don't like when people say, believe in yourself. Have, you know, you're strong. We're not strong. God is strong. We're only strong because he's inside of us. So I want to end a little bit differently today. Today, as, uh, as when we were all younger, we, our, godparents, um, our godparents said yes and no to certain questions to us because we couldn't speak. So today I just want to end a little bit differently. And I'm going to ask you the same questions that your godparents answered for you when you were a little child and you weren't able to answer. And so to renew our baptismal promises, to renew this information in my head to my heart. And so the first question that was asked to your godparents is, what's your name? So I'm going to ask you, and I want you to say out loud, what is your name? So what's your name? And the next three responses, that's kind of weak. What's your name? Thank you. The next three questions that your godparents are, were asked, what I'm going to ask you right now, your response should be, yes, I believe, if you believe. And out loud, I want you to say, yes, I believe, after each one, if you believe. Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? Yes, I believe. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, who was born and suffered for your salvation? Yes, I believe. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of the saints, the forgiveness of our sins, the resurrection of the dead, and in life everlasting after we pass away in the kingdom of light? Yes, I believe. The next two and final questions, our responses should be, yes, I reject, if we reject them. Do you reject the devil and his kingdom of darkness? Yes, I reject. Do you reject the devil and all of his works, temptations, and allurements? Yes, I reject. That's what we said, was said for us on the day of our baptism. Now we've renewed our own baptismal promises, and then we can go out and fight in this world, which is very, very tempting and dark. So we go out with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen?